This is About Space, America's Return to Space, with news and information on our U.S. space program. Is your host of About Space, David Denault. Welcome and thanks for joining me today. I have an amazing story to share with you, and it's in our own backyard. A professor in Tampa at the University of South Florida discovered something never before seen on Earth. And Professor Matt Pasek will join me next as America and the world is listening to About Space Today. Come to the land of orange groves and palm trees. Come to the land of theme parks. Come to the land of sunny beaches and the azure waters of the Atlantic Ocean. So come and visit Florida for lasting memories. Email us. Email david.ddcruiseandtours at gmail.com or call DD Cruise and Tours at 877 747 8631 for your next family, cruise, or theme park vacation. Let us provide you your next visit with our travel experience, not experimentation. We are members of IATAN and CLIA. Email david.ddcruiseandtours at gmail.com. Serving the Southeast, traveler since 1985. Welcome back. As an alumni of the University of South Florida in Tampa, I'm especially honored to have as my special guest, Dr. Matt Pasek, whose degree is focused on planetary science. Dr. Pasek, what have you discovered that has never before been seen on Earth? So what we found was that we discovered a rock that had been formed by lightning, which is not an uncommon phenomenon, especially here in the state of Florida. Florida is actually the lightning capital of the United States. Um, but what we found in this one fulgurite are, were these micro, these not really microspheres, they're actually uh, fingernail-sized spheres of a strange metal metallic compound. And then when we sliced up the metallic compound, turns out these metals were something we find rarely, but sometimes on the surface of the earth, but jammed between the grains of these specific metal uh, uh, materials was actually this form of phosphorus we had never seen before called a calcium phosphite instead of a calcium phosphate. So it was a, the first time this solid form of uh, a, a different variety of phosphorus had been found in natural, what we presume is a natural sample. We, we've all heard about lightning and striking trees and so forth, but what actually happens when lightning does strike a tree? Trees, of course, are pretty tall objects, and uh, what happens most of the time is lightning tends to strike the tallest object nearby. Uh, that's why lightning rods work and things like that. It kind of, it's a tall point that funnels charge away from some flammable structure. So a tree is a lightning rod as well, and when it gets struck by lightning, uh, the lightning travels through the tree and into the ground, usually to try to get to some sort of conductive layer. Uh, it's sometimes the uh, what we call the aquifer, where the water is kind of uh, in the sediment or soil there. And on its way, it will travel through the tree, including through the tree roots, and kind of cook the soil and sand that will surround the tree root. 
So this specific fulgurite we found was actually likely a tree root that was embedded in sand and clay, and those things all got melted together. That was the tree root, the sand and clay around it, and some of uh, sometimes trees often form these kind of iron rust concretions around them, and so that also got melted as well. So this kind of big mixture of material all got melted together and formed um, a, a fulgurite, which is a, a glass formed by lightning. So the soil, it heats up quickly. Uh, some parts of it often vaporize. And with fulgurites, you actually have often, you will often see a vaporized sort of cylinder in the inside where the lightning kind of, the path of the lightning took and then melted glass around it and then sort of a fried gra uh, glass and, and sand grains kind of around that as well. So this phosphorus does not naturally occur anywhere on earth, but would you, as a planetary scientist, think this might exist on meteorites? One of the uh, the hypotheses of uh, some varieties of meteorites is that there are these unusual spheres that we find in certain types of meteorites called chondrite meteorites. Lightning we do see um, elsewhere in the solar system. Uh, I think uh, I think it's been seen on uh, Jupiter and Saturn. It's been hypothesized on sort of the other planetary planets, the rocky planets, Mars and Venus. In your study, could this perhaps lead to the origins of life? That's actually a good portion of our research actually concerns how phosphorus molecules arose on the, sort of the, the early Earth. And phosphorus molecules include things like DNA and RNA and uh, ATP, other molecules that are very critical for the development of life on the Earth. And one of the advantages of forming a phosphite mineral as opposed to a phosphate mineral is the phosphorus is a lot more soluble in the phosphite. So if you think that life arose in water, having phosphite around means that the phosphorus could potentially get incorporated into molecules that might have eventually led to life. Uh, Sparingly soluble is not a bad thing. Uh, the phosphate minerals are part of what makes up modern life today, uh, including you and I, our skeletons and teeth are made of phosphate minerals. Your impression of what the James Webb Space Telescope is teaching us. So James Webb's uh, Space Telescope, uh, there's a number of different things it's kind of has as one of its targets. And one of my favorite parts of it is the search and study of extrasolar planets. And extrasolar planets are those planets that are around stars that are not our sun. And one place that really has the potential for shining is in analysis of the atmospheres of some of these objects. And that is a very complicated, by analyzing the atmospheres of some of these extrasolar planets, we could distinguish if they have, uh, if they're similar to what we see in our solar system, uh, or even if some of them might in fact be, uh, have biology on them, we might be able to recognize biosignatures. So the James Webb Space Telescope could very well identify where life is beyond sort of the typical terrestrial environment or beyond the solar system and uh, in, a, in a way that may revolutionize our place in the universe. Our special guest, Dr. Matthew Pasick, a planetary scientist at the University of South Florida in Tampa. And join me next week for a Dream Chaser update. And check out our Facebook page at aboutspace.today for launches and landings and invite your family and friends to listen weekly. 
Join Dawn Meyer, Space Coast news editor, this Friday for America in Space. And to all our listeners around the globe and here in the U.S., thanks for joining me. I'm David Denault, and this has been About Space Today.